0: Are oh, you more than just a face or someone I erase, Cause I'm tired of starting again.
1: Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests, guests who appear in this show, end. as well as fans of music in general. And a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. The show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Do be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter. There have been some exclusives in the newsletter that either haven't been made public anywhere else, or were at least first seen in the newsletter. So be sure you're signed up for that. The folks who get that have even gotten access to discounts lower than anyone else. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto. My guest is a singer-songwriter who has just released a new single, with her music having gotten more than 700,000 streams on Spotify. In addition, the videos on her official YouTube channel have gotten a combined total of more than 1.4 million views. One of her songs won the Intercontinental Music Award for Best of North America Pop, and she was nominated for Best New Artist at the Niagara Music Awards. Some of her live appearances include a performance at Youth Day Global, a headlined performance at the 2020 Toronto Music Expo, and a featured panelist at the 2020 Canadian Music Expo. You've been hearing her brand new single entitled Starting Over. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Mauve.
2: Thank you so much, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Let's have you start out first by telling the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Starting Over.
2: Of course, I wrote this song uh, after going through some heartbreak. And this is one of my first songs that explores, you know, more sadder emotion because a lot of my other songs, you know, are upbeat, uh, talking about the celebration of love. But this song is about having to lose love and go through that experience. So I hope uh, the audience is able to understand that they're not alone when they're going through those feelings of loneliness. Um, And it's really important to kind of process those emotions and uh, be able to go through them so that you're able to release them and grow stronger. So I'm so excited for everyone to be hearing this song today.
1: But it sounds like it was a little bit of a different experience for you as a writer. Am I correct? Going through a different range of emotions in writing this song versus what you've done previously. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, it is different. uh, You know, when you have your heart on your sleeve and you're showing people a more vulnerable side of you. So it's really nice to be able to show those other sides of me. Um, you know that we're all human and we all go through those motions of having to kind of pick up pick ourselves up off the ground after going through something difficult Uh, so it was nice to kind of be able to explore those uh, deeper emotions and it was a cathartic kind of release of them through this
1: song would you say also that it's kind of just a natural evolution as a songwriter where you say look it's been great to write the songs that I've written, but who's kidding who, like life isn't always going to be sunshine and flowers. And eventually there are going to be difficult things that I have to deal with. And by virtue of me being a songwriter, they're going to come out in my lyrics eventually.
2: Exactly. Like who am I as uh, a storyteller, just to only share about the positive things going on in your life. You know, it's important to share about them and to sing about them. uh, But that's not all that we go through in life. There's deeper, more negative things we may experience. And those are just as important to sing about as it is with the positive ones.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, listeners, this is the official seven-year anniversary episode of Now Hear This Entertainment being released exactly on that occasion. It was February 17th, 2014 that the first ever episode of NHTE came out. And now here we are releasing episode 367, on February 17th 2021 so thank you to everyone who has been listening and subscribing to the podcast from around the world it bears repeating that I recently learned as compiled by listennotes.com that now hear this entertainment is one of the top two percent most popular shows out of more than 1.9 million podcasts globally that really really means a lot to me so Thank you so much to everyone everywhere, because that tells me that you enjoy what I've been doing here every week for seven years now. Two weeks ago, unfortunately, I had to put out a very short episode due to what I called a medical interruption. I hoped you might have used that occasion to catch up on some past episodes of NHTE. At the same time, you've also heard me talk about a new podcast that's out there to listen to. Here is a man who has had what I would call a most varied career as a composer and record producer with over 150 albums to his credit, spanning a 40-year career. Peter Link is what you might call a working man's composer, twice nominated for a Tony Award on Broadway and with a million-selling record to his credit and winner of the New York Theatre Critics Drama Desk Award. Peter Link has seen great success in film scoring, Broadway musicals, pop music, gospel, television, and he's even written ballets for the Joffrey Ballet. Now he presents his life's work in a series of podcasts called Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link. And although each episode is 90% music, he does manage to regale us with fascinating stories and anecdotes. Related to his music over the years. Six episodes have been released so far, and each one looks at a different movement in the symphony of his life's work. So if you love music, and who doesn't? That's why you listen to NHTE. You will love getting an insider's listen to the work, the music, the stories around a life in music. That's Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link. Meanwhile, it's NHTE episode 367 and singer-songwriter Mauve, and you were telling us about your new single, Starting Over. Any plans to release a video for that song? And if so, where does that stand? What is the timetable?
2: Yes, there is a music video coming out for Starting Over, and it's premiering tomorrow on Canadian Beats magazine on the 18th, and I'm really excited for people to see this music video because uh, for me, when I release a song, I don't just think about the music, I'm also thinking about the visual aspects of it and the story that goes behind it. So for this music video, I wanted to include a concept uh, which represents a flame. Um, I'm gonna be lighting a candle in the music video, and that candle represents the hope that you have when starting a new connection with someone and then in the music video you can see that those candles get blown out so that hope is gone and you're kind of left by yourself again Um, but then at the end of the music video those candles uh, you know I have to light them again and I'm basically starting over at that point
1: so you mentioned the name of the show where that will be premiered how soon will it be available on your YouTube channel
2: It'll be available on the 18th as well, so um, on Canadian Beats. Uh, They're going to be sharing the YouTube link for it, and uh, you can watch it through there.
1: Okay. But I'm interested Mm -hmm. when you said that you visualize in this case, what a music video would look like when you're doing a new song. Do you mean that literally as you're writing the song, as you're forming the lyrics, you're already starting to think about what the video might look like? Or do you mean once the song is completed, you're starting to think about, okay, now I have this new single, what might it look like visually?
2: Right. It is kind of gradual, a gradual process where I'm thinking of um, you know, the cover art for the song, what the set's going to look like, Um, because growing up, I was a big fan of musicals. So for me, when I see uh, a song playing, I kind of see that whole performance happening. So it is kind of like an unfolding process as I am writing the song, uh, thinking about what the music video is going to look like and how, how the song would almost look like if you're acting it out and expressing it on a stage. So yeah, I I would Mm. say it is kind of part of the process.
1: So that's an interesting lesson for anyone out there who is an aspiring performer that is making music videos. I wonder, is it a case of there's really no right or wrong answer, or is it in this day and age with video being so, so prevalent, you really do have to make sure that you're already thinking about what a video might look like as you're creating a song?
2: say you should allow it to come naturally it's not something you should force yourself to say okay I need to think of a concept like today Um, I think it's a kind of a birthing process almost well at least for me like it's just something that kind of comes naturally with visualizing it come together but uh, I do think it is good to get in that space of allowing the inspiration to flow uh, so you're not just thinking of something that's just superficial just for the heck of it. You're kind of uh, digging into yourself and thinking where you want this to go. If if it's truly a song that's from your heart, then uh, you should dig into those emotions and think how you want to express it.
1: And listeners, again, Move has a very successful YouTube channel. So I really want to encourage you to make sure that you go and look at moves youtube channel in general and all the videos that she's done on there and as you're hearing this new video that we're going to be getting to see from her the day after this episode comes out speaking of planning new projects move i'm referring to that video is this new single just a standalone release or is there more new material on the way such as other singles or maybe an ep or an album and and if so what does that timeline look like
2: mhm so the last ep i released was back in october 2019 so uh, that was palette and since then i've already released two singles that were not a part of that ep so starting over is the third single um, that's kind of released outside of that so i do want to work towards uh, making a second ep or another album in summer 2021 which will include Uh, these new songs and some new songs that I'm currently working on right now.
1: So has anything been recorded yet beyond this new single called Starting Over, or is it I'm just kind of doing one song at a time Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll build towards, like you said, hopefully an EP?
2: Yes, we do have three songs going on right now, so it's a lot of fun (laughs) having uh, different collaborators that you kind of have different avenues in the works So, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's nice being able to work on one song and then work on another song just to keep your mind fresh instead of, you know, doing it one song at a time.
1: See, and I'm interested to hear you say that because you read my mind. I was thinking, well, if you're doing three different songs and perhaps with three different collaborators, doesn't it kind of get a little... Chaotic to say she had really rather just kind of focus on (laughs) one song at a time and finish with this collaborator and then move on to someone else, but it sounds like you're managing that okay.
2: Yeah, as long as you have the timeline for when you want the final songs to be done and you're not in a rush or you feel pressured to say, we got to get all these done now, you know, it's good to to give yourself that extra time, especially if you're working on three at once, uh, to allow each to kind of gradually get developed step by step.
1: Let's do a little background setting here. First being, I can't have a guest on the show who goes by the name Mauve and not ask you to talk about that. <laughs> so is, is it your real name? Is it your stage name? Why the decision to go with just mm-hmm. one name? Those types of questions.
2: Yes. Yeah, so this is my artist's name. And, you know, I was thinking about what name I would want to use to represent me as an artist. I kind of wanted it to just be something um, quick, just one syllable, one word, Mm. and uh, since I am a big lover of painting and visual arts, um, mauve is the French term for purple, so it is a purple color uh, that I always just, you know, really connected with. It's a really nice tone, so I just wanted to choose that as my artist name.
1: Okay, okay. Mm So. We've been blessed to get listeners to this show from 153 countries around the world, which means that a lot of folks are going to be just getting introduced to you for the first time. So uh, forgive me, those of you who are already fans of MOVE and already know the answer to what I'm about to ask her, but I'd love for you to just kind of share with the audience how and when you started singing slash performing, as well as what training you have that has played a part in your current success.
2: Hmm. So... Just as I was starting to enter uh, high school, I wanted to get involved in the productions and plays that were going on there. Uh, So really wanted to dive into that. And I started taking vocal lessons and um, also started writing songs at that age. So I would just sit at my piano and just whatever I was going through, just pour it out and want to form songs that way. Um, And of course, as the years have gone by, gotten much better at fine tuning uh, my songwriting and uh, it's still nice to look back and think about those early songs that I wrote when I was younger and what I was going through at the time Um, but as I was getting older I started to form my songs into demos on computer software's uh, to make music that I had so I got you know a little microphone and all that did my little setup and then I started posting these demos online And uh, that's what connected me to my current manager who helped introduce me to different producers Ah. and helping me to get shows. So it's really nice uh, having those partnerships formed out of that.
1: Wow. wow. Well, I've got a rush of follow-up questions. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to remember them all from everything that you just (laughs) said. You mentioned playing piano in there. So I've been referring to you as a singer-songwriter. Should I be saying singer-songwriter, piano player? Is there guitar also? Where do you stand instrument-wise other than your voice?
2: call myself a classically trained piano player so I don't think I deserve that title I just you know know the basics to get me by to uh, get the song structure together Um, and I do play a little bit of guitar as well.
1: So when you're writing are you primarily writing on piano guitar or, or just kind of a mix of the two?
2: Yeah kind of a mix of the two it depends what kind of song it is and what what the main instrument of the song, I think, should be.
1: So something interesting that I see that happens a lot is you talked about being in high school and performances that you would do back then, and I see that a lot of high school students all of a sudden try to really gravitate towards, uh, I'll call it musical theater. How does one break away from the confines of musical theater in school to pursue traditional commercial music.
2: Yeah, it is all about finding your niche and developing your sound. And that's not something that happens like over a summer or whatever. It does take years to kind of gradually form your own sound because, you know, when you're younger, you're so used to um, singing other people's songs and doing cover songs. So it's really important to spend that little creation time with yourself, just working on your own songs that you want to represent you as an artist and, you know, exploring the genres that you feel would really suit your voice uh, in order to get away of that kind of musical theater genre.
1: Did you find it to be a challenge at all or or was it kind of a natural evolution for you to grow out of that into who you've become now? Mm
2: -hmm. I say it was both because, uh, you know, musicals are something that I was very comfortable with, a genre that I sung a lot, and, you know, if you really want your songs to go mainstream, doing musical songs may not be the easiest thing to do that. So I had to find ways to kind of fuse together the different styles uh, while staying true to what my voice was naturally used to and not being afraid to kind of go out of that box and combine different genres together.
1: Okay, so then what genre would you choose for the music that you're currently doing in terms of putting a label on it?
2: I would say it's primarily electro pop. And I also like to combine uh, little R&B flavors in that.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, listeners, Mauve, of course, is not the first guest on the show from north of the border. In fact, there have been guests on NHTE from 12 different countries. But Mauve, I wonder, though, what role does Canada play in your music?
2: Canada plays a huge role with the Canadian artists that um, are from here that I've grown up listening to on the radio. One of them is Amanda Marshall and uh, she's just such a powerhouse vocalist with uh, her singing and um, her the way that she sung her songs with just so much strength and kind of force is what made me want to express my music um, kind of in the way that she does. So. Um, I would say her and another good, uh, band is called Jack soul and they're a R and B, uh, soul band. Um, sadly the, the lead singer passed away a few years ago, but, uh, I just really love the amazing works that he created. Um, that have influenced me in my music as well.
1: Did I read something in my preparation for today? Is there an Amy Winehouse influence or interest or both Mm -hmm. in in all things Mauve music?
2: Of course, she's definitely on the list as well uh, with the vulnerability that she showed in her lyrics and just the raw vocals that she delivered. You know, She uh, really wore her heart on the sleeve as well and just wasn't afraid to kind of pour it all out there in her music.
1: And listeners, I'd be remiss if I didn't send you back to episode 360 when I interviewed Dom Morley, who is a Grammy Award winning producer and mixer. He engineered on Amy Winehouse's number one Back to Black album. I will put a link Bye. to the interview with him on the show page for Move's episode at NHTE.net. Before we move away, though, from this topic, uh, Move of Canada and the role that has played in your music, we've talked around collaborators but anyone specifically that you want to name that you've been working with on your music
2: uh, there is um, a producer I've been working with for about three years now his name is Jovan and he actually comes from Macedonia so he brings uh-huh. in a lot of great experience with the euro pop music there you know like the club beats and everything that they're famous for so it's really amazing to work with him and be able to get his expertise on what we should add to the songs to just enhance it.
1: And what a small world, because I just mentioned episode 360 and Dom Morley. And on episode 362, my guest was Andrea, who is a singer, songwriter, guitar, and piano player who is based in Macedonia. So stranger things have been known to happen here <laughs> nice. on Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto by singer-songwriter Move. Visit her official website at mauve-music.com. I will put a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Of course, you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her name. And again, it's move musiccom On her website, you will see links to connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, as you heard me mention in the intro, she has a very active YouTube channel. So find her on there as well. The new single is called Starting Over and is available everywhere you get music. You can follow Moeve on Spotify, but the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music. A reminder to make sure that you are signed up for the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, to be sure that you're signed up for that. All that's required is your email address, and I will only send to you once a week. Moeve, I'd love to have you walk us through your songwriting process, if you would.
2: Of course. So it usually starts with me going through something um, or if it's something that someone else is going through. I really do need that kind of initial push, I guess, to get that inspiration within me um, in order to begin writing a song. So, uh, you know, if it's something heavy that I'm going through, if it's something happy that I'm going through, you know, I may be in the line at a grocery store and then a melody or lyrics may come into my head. Mm. So. Um, at that point, I try to record a little bit on my phone because I have a bunch of uh, you know, voice recording clips on my phone that I save for later and then I go back to um, and use those clips to kind of form, start forming it into a song. So uh, then I take those clips at the piano, start figuring out how I want it all to connect and filling in the lyrics that I want the song to have and the story that I want to share. Um, and then uh, you know usually I have those songs just stored on my computer or whatever uh, for months maybe until it's time to uh, go into the professional recording studio and then you know professionally record them with my producer and then it's, it's so so much fun being in the studio uh, with my producer because he just provides so many other great ideas um, such as doing the vocal harmonies Uh, to just make the song sound so much fuller. So it's really nice to be a part of each process of that song coming together.
1: Okay, there's a little gap that I want you to fill in, though, that you just kind of talked around, which is, and I love, by the way, the the example of standing in line at the grocery store and getting an (laughs) idea and putting it in your voice recorder, but... Talk about the time between then when you're just maybe putting down some maybe a maybe it's a hook, maybe it's just a, a quick little melody. Uh, the time between then and that time when you do go to the studio, because I have to imagine that there's some time in between when you sit down and say, Okay, what all exactly do I have here? And and which of these ideas that I've recorded over time do I want to start assembling into a song? I'm I'm guessing, and, and so I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. That there is mm-hmm. a period where you sit down and do that by yourself, and then go to the studio with the the framework of some new music.
2: You're right. It does depend on the song because there's some songs where I write them and I'm so excited about them that I'm like, I want to like release this right away. So then <laughs> those songs are kind of like first in the queue to go into the recording studio okay. um, to finish. And then you know, for a song like Starting Over, I actually had written for over two years um with what i went through a little while back ago um but it's really nice to kind of revisit those emotions that you went through and kind of be able to sing about it as if you were going through it right now just because the song kind of helps you get back to that time and remember what you were going through so yeah it all depends uh On the timeline for
1: that but see that's interesting what you just described though because if it's been two years i would think that the songwriter in you might try to arm wrestle you to say well change these lyrics here and then the human inside you who experienced says yeah but this is what i went through though i can't change what i felt and Mm -hmm. so how do you walk that line and and publish something that's true to what you actually went through
2: that is so true you know for me it's all about honoring what i went through during that time and just kind of accepting like you know this is what i wanted to say when i was fresh going through those emotions back then and it's kind of like the truest representation of it because i wrote those lyrics in the moment uh wrote the melodies in the moment so if i were to kind of change it now will it not be as authentic as it was when i wrote it two years ago yeah um Course when I'm working with my producer, he does provide me, you know, different ideas just to kind of improve the way of sharing what I was singing about. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of your own judgment to see what you want to do with the song when you're professionally recording
1: it. Okay. Okay. Well, recording artists of course need to get noticed among the huge number of music creators. What would you say is your unique contribution to the music industry, meaning what makes you different? What makes you stand out?
2: I would say what helps me stand out is that I like to blend different styles in with my electropop music. Um, There are so many other genres and artists that I've listened to that have really influenced my sound, and I want to make sure that that's shown in the music that I release. Um, For example... Uh, with my song, Right, I kind of wanted to bring in the disco retro vibes that uh, people have been listening to a lot in 2020 and kind of have that shown with the, um, with the strings and the orchestra hits in the song. So uh, I like being able to kind of play with different things and not just kind of stick to one um, specific sound.
1: So I want to focus on your having just mentioned something like strings. Is that an idea that you bring to your producer or do you just kind of give a general vibe for the song and say, hey, I was kind of thinking like something maybe a little more disco-y that, you know, and just kind of paint an idea to him and let him take over or, or how does that work?
2: Yeah, I do make sure to give them my initial thoughts and vision for how I would want the song to play out. So, uh, you know, during the pandemic, Last year, there was a lot of emailing back and forth with piecing the song together and them kind of showing me different uh, options and sound ideas and me um, giving them references from other songs with uh. how the direction of the song should go. So that's usually how we work it out, you know, I, I do trust them to uh, provide whatever they feel is best to get the song, you know, groovy and all that. And then I'm just there to kind of, you know, help with the direction.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. with the great momentum that your music has gotten, do you feel any pressure when putting new material together, or is it actually the opposite?
2: I find that every song that I release, I do grow more as an artist and I kind of get better knowing what kind of music that I want to release, so I don't feel there's too much pressure um, after each song that I release. I just feel like um I grow each time and I'm able to kind of apply those lessons with what worked and what didn't work and it just kind of helps me feel more equipped and more confident about you know like yeah this is this is the sound that I'm going for that I want to that I want people to hear and you know having that encouragement from the listeners when they hear the song just uh, you know helps me stay more motivated. So uh, thankfully, you know, I haven't really had that pressure yet for writing songs.
1: (laughs) Well, that's great perspective, too, because obviously as a recording artist, one does need to gauge how his or her music is doing out there. So there's the tendency to look at downloads, to look at sales, to look at whatever kind of analytics are available to you. But at the same time, it can become a little obsessive and it becomes kind of... Something that is almost more counterproductive than it is helpful because you end up obsessing and spending so much time that you're deciding whether or not what you're doing is good or not based on numbers as opposed Mm -hmm. to how do I feel about it? What kind of feedback am I getting from people? Uh, And so I I love the perspective that you just shared.
2: Yeah, it's not Just about the numbers, because with Spotify and everything, you say, oh, I have so many thousand of streams. Uh, But to me, what I value more than that is when I see um, like little kids on TikToks making dances with my song Mm. and just having those individual videos with that one person who's enjoying themselves listening to my music is just what makes it worthwhile, even if it's just one person.
1: Well, and furthermore, it's really a case of, am I just trying to beat my own numbers? Or as you said, do I actually find that I'm growing in my songwriting and my artistry as I'm creating a new song or a new EP or, or whatever the case is?
2: Exactly. It's so rewarding to look back on what you were doing like three or four years ago and realize like, thank goodness that I've learned... Uh, from all of those experiences and now I am the musician who I am today and just you know more confident in kind of the voice that you're sharing and yeah it definitely is a journey uh that is kind of like a slow process, but it gradually comes together.
1: Nice, nice. And that segues nicely into, I mentioned back in the intro about some of your notable accomplishments. Can you just talk a little bit about some of the awards or accolades that you've received and why they are important to you? And, and maybe if there is such a thing, even which one you're most proud of?
2: Yeah, so one that um, uh, that you mentioned earlier was the Intercontinental music award for best of pop in north america and this award was really cool because how this um, how their voting worked was that it was being inter- intercontinental awards they had categories from all of the continents of the world wow. and just um, you know being able to be up against all of those people in such an international stage is really meant so much more knowing that your song was able to stand out amongst all of those other entries. Um, and another big highlight of mine was performing at the Sneaky D's venue in Toronto um, in 2019, you know, before everything went <laughs> chaotic. And uh, I, was, I had so much fun performing there because, you know, me and my friends usually went to that uh, venue uh, to watch other people perform. And it's just such a great place. It holds so much cultural significance in Toronto. And then to be able to be the one who was on that stage, uh, you know, with the crowd there um, performing your songs just meant so much to me.
1: Well, and again, getting back to something that we were just talking about a minute or two ago with measuring your success by things like downloads or sales those are important factors but at the same time when you start to get noticed by people in the industry when you start to get nominated when you start to win awards it kind of takes on a little bit of a different perspective for you in that you say i don't necessarily know that i needed the affirmation because these are my songs and i'm proud of them but at the same time to gain this kind of acceptance tells me that okay other people think that i'm doing something right
2: Exactly. It is an encouragement to know that what you've kind of created on your own or with, you know, just a handful of other people is actually being received well uh, by others. And they're, you know, messaging me and, uh, you know, showing me how much they connect with the song and enjoy the lyrics. So since it is something that's so personal, it's really nice knowing that other people are able to connect with it on a deeper level as well.
1: Uh, And I don't want to beat the dead horse here. I know we've talked ad nauseum on the show about the unfortunate effects of the pandemic. But what a shame it is, Mauve, that you have not had all those opportunities to get out and perform in person. Because, Mm -hmm. listeners, you're going to see when you get on her website, I mean, this girl has performed a lot and I'm putting that in all caps. She has performed a <laughs> lot. And so when you can't get out move and be face-to-face with people who are literally giving you that one-on-one response to your music, either post-performance telling you to your face, oh, my gosh, I love your song called XYZ, you know, or you seeing them from the stage as you perform. What a shame that is, because obviously that's an intangible that you really can't get from a a download statistic to see the actual effect that it's having on people and and them experiencing some emotion from your song
2: Mm -hmm. exactly um you know i have been blessed to be able to do a lot of outdoor festivals uh around my area here and uh you know of course last summer there was none of that going on whatsoever um, and, you know, you do miss that kind of one-on-one connection when you can look at someone in the crowd and you see them singing along to the song that you're performing uh, or when you're on stage with your live band and you just feel the energy all around you uh, with the music that's being played. And um, yeah, it is something that you miss a lot because, uh, you know, there is even some people who would reach out to me on social media and say, you know, I saw you performing um uh, Earlier this week, and I just wanted to find you. I loved your music, mm. um, so yeah, it is something that uh, unfortunately we hope can come back whenever possible. But uh, you know, there's there's been being able to put time towards other things uh, to grow as a singer songwriter.
1: Okay, so then I'm going to cross my fingers as I ask you the following question. Then, what do things look like either in the province of Ontario or the city of Toronto? Is there anything on the horizon that maybe people might finally see you perform live again at some point soon or is everything still just kind of on hold unfortunately
2: yeah they are still having the shutdowns but you know we never know we'll, we'll see with the vaccinations that are slowly uh coming out and we'll see if that helps um with speeding up the process but i don't think for this summer <laughs> they'll be having any uh live shows mm. as it were two years ago so wow. you know it's all about wow. you know keeping things safe, um, and just finding other ways to do things, I guess.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, in a minute, we're going to have you talk about the actual song itself, but first I would love for you to talk all about the video for the song, Right, which has gotten approximately 144,000 views in just three months.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot of fun to film. Um, I filmed it around September, 2020 and, you know, we were still, in the shutdown during that time so I thought well let's film this outside just because it'll be easier um, to kind of work with a cameraman uh, with keeping distance from everyone so uh, we went to the lakeshore area in the greater Toronto area um, which I've been to a lot during the summer so I knew like it would be the perfect spot to perform the music video um, and having the, the beach shots there and little bridge shots there. So, uh, you know, it's all about finding out different ways to bring your vision to life, even if you're a little bit restricted.
1: Is that a case of where you maybe had to do the video differently than you would have under quote unquote normal times, meaning, okay, well, wait a minute, we're under the pandemic, we're supposed to be socially distanced, we're supposed to have minimal crews on making things like music videos, or is it, no, I probably would have done the video just like I did it anyways?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think I still would have done it differently if we were in different circumstances. um, Just because, you know, I would have been like to have more variety of sets and all of that, you know, doing it in a professional film studio. There's a lot more things that you can work with. Um, But, you know, it was fun to be able to have the opportunity to try something new by doing it outside and just, you know, allowing it to be a more simpler concept and just allow, you know, the funness of the song to ring through
1: in a better way. Yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations again, because that's pretty amazing. 144,000 views in just three months. So job well done.
2: Thank you so much. And I also wanted to say a quick congratulations for your anniversary as well. That's an, an amazing milestone that you've
1: reached. Thank you. Thank you. And we're <laughs> going to close today with that song called Right. But first, Mauve, share with the audience all about this song, if you would, please.
2: Yeah, this song is just um, about that person who is a relief to you, almost kind of a balm for you when you're going through something that's just... Um, you know, the day-to-day life that can be dreadful. So uh, this person just makes everything right when uh, everything seems to be going wrong. So it's just thanking that person for being there with you by your side and just showing how grateful you are uh, to have them. And uh, yeah, I hope people enjoy it.
1: So this is based on a personal experience then?
2: Yes. Uh, I would say this was a, um, you know, definitely more positive song in comparison to starting over. So, uh, you know, it's it's really good to have that variety.
1: Well, and the reason that I asked that is because do you not envision a day that will come where you'll say, okay, you know what, I just need to start writing more new music and... I just don't really have anything going on these days and I'm just going to have to start with a blank slate and write something Mm. abstract as opposed to something that I actually experienced on my own
2: yeah I would say you know over the past couple months I've actually written some songs that uh were about other people that different stories Uh, that I've heard about online that uh, I am just so moved by and almost in tears hearing their stories that I wrote songs about it. So, yeah, it's really nice to be able to explore that way of songwriting as well.
1: Wow, that's a fascinating place to get inspiration from. And I guess that's just an example of the creativity that you have, that you can look at something like that and be so moved by it that you say, I need to write a song about this.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, Move, it's been great having you on the show. Again, congratulations on the new single, and I really appreciate you making time to be on Now Hear This Entertainment.
2: Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I'm really happy to be able to share my music with you today.
1: Absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for the seven-year anniversary episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Move, Do visit her official website at mauve-music.com. As I mentioned before, I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And of course, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her name. And it's move musiccom Once you land on her website, look for the icons to engage with move on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram. I did all three of those myself already this morning. So please do the same for her you heard us talk about her youtube channel be sure to subscribe there and then watch and like the videos that move has posted for that matter tell her you heard her and her music i now hear this entertainment her new single is called starting over while you can follow her and stream her music on spotify the better way to support move is to purchase downloads of starting over and the other music that she has released Be reminded about making sure that you've signed up for the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, to be sure that you're signed up for that. All that's required is your email address, and I will only send to you once a week. For now, that will do it for episode 367. We'll send you out today with another song from Mauve. This is the one she just talked about, called "Right."